the health cannot be delivered in isolation and the healthcare leaders cannot just be pure healthcare givers caregivers they have to be more of a social change agents they need to advocate for something which is more than healthcare it's cheaper to keep people healthy than to spend money on them that was dr ram raju senior vice president and community health officer for northwell health Hi, I'm David North, and this is Health Story. Along with the title, Senior Vice President, Dr. Ram Raju is embracing the role of Community Health Officer, working to meet the needs of Northwell's 22 hospitals and more than 500 outpatient facilities and providers. Dr. Raju is equipped and prepared for the mission. He came aboard at Northwell in January of 2017 after previously serving as President and Chief Executive Officer of NYC Health and Hospitals and in Chicago as CEO of the Cook County Health and Hospital System, our nation's third largest public health system. In this conversation, Dr. Raju discusses his thoughts about strategies for overcoming barriers against delivering equal health care opportunities and for promoting vital, healthy communities. My job is to bring together the health care and the social services to the vulnerable population to make them healthier. Because for a long period of time in our country, the health care went about doing health care and social service organization went about giving social services. More and more we realize why are we not getting the outcomes we are supposed to get for the amount of money we spend. Why are we not in the top desire of developed countries' health outcomes? Why our infant mortality in this country is very high? Why more people live with chronic diseases in this country? Why nearly one-third of our population is obese? If you look at all those things, we are not getting the results or the outcomes for the amount of effort and the money we do that. It is not because the healthcare is not smart. We are very smart people in the healthcare trying to figure out. We figured out that healthcare cannot be delivered in isolation anymore. It got to be delivered together with the other social part of it, like housing, transportation, educational things. All these things need to come together for the communities to access health care and most importantly to benefit from health care. Just because we offer a sophisticated health care does not mean the patients are getting the benefits out of it. It's a two-way street. So we have to really get the patients use our health care smartly in a better way to understand what they need and how to use it. So that is the job of, of putting the healthcare community with the social service organization and creating together health of a population. That is my role. How can we have Northwell do this together with them? Dr. Raju says strong community ties and the wise use of financial resources are powerful tools for addressing healthcare disparities. We have an economic leverage. We are the, the major employers we have a social influence in the communities. So it is not all about just spending money. We need to use our other clouds to be able to create the environment that the people can live healthy, right? So we cannot just keep, it's like I used to say this, you know, pouring more money into healthcare systems or access in the communities 
without addressing these issues is like filling a water tank with holes in it. You can keep on pouring money. Now we pour like you know three trillion dollars into the healthcare delivery system. I promise you, we'll pour more into that, and we will not get the results because we need to plug the holes. We need to figure out how to do this in an effective way. Hi, this is Health Story. I'm David North. Our topic is addressing disparities in healthcare opportunities. My guest is Dr. Ram Raju, Senior Vice President and Community Health Officer for Northwell Health. Dr. Raju was educated in India and in the United Kingdom before coming to the U.S. to practice medicine in Brooklyn, New York. He's also led health systems in New York City and Chicago. He holds a Master's of Surgery degree, a Master's in Business Administration, and he inspires a massive following on Twitter at Ram Raju, MD. As a doctor, administrator, and life student, he explains why previous assumptions about factors affecting access to healthcare, geography, ethnicity, and cultural values must be re-examined. I thought like everybody else, I always look for very easy things. I said, ah, I know what it is. It is all about access. If we can give more access to people, then people will all get better. Because the reason why they're dying earlier because they couldn't get access to healthcare. We said, all right. So we increased access across the place. Everybody started opening up clinics everywhere as a part of it. Didn't make a difference. Then we said, it is not only access, it has got to be, access has got to be geographically convenient. It's convenient to them where they live. So we did that. Right? Across the country, there are a lot of examples. did make a difference. Then we said, aha, this is not only about access, it is also about cultural competency. We need to understand their fears and their things, what we need to do with this. Then we need to understand that so that we can give them culturally competent care. Right? Their ideas and their beliefs are different from normal. They bring their own beliefs with them, so we need to address them as a part of it. So we taught cultural competency across the healthcare delivery system. Everybody took a cultural competency course. Everybody went through the training. They all did that. Every hospital has got something. But it didn't make the big difference. Then we said, aha, this is not about cultural competency. It's more about diversity of workforce, inclusion. We need to hire more minorities into our health systems. So every hospital went around, or for the matter, every industry went around, and they started having you know, uh, what do you call it, chief diversity officer, chief inclusion officer, whatever name you give them. Didn't make a difference. Finally, we said, it is not about ethnicity, it's not about access, it's not about cultural competency. It is about the socioeconomic factors, where they live. If they live in a place where they can't access healthcare, in other words, I get discharged to a fourth floor walk-up apartment and I, my doctor tell me, Ram, you need to walk half a mile a day. No way I can walk half a mile a day because I live in a neighborhood. I can't use the elevator because I, first I don't have an elevator. Even if I have an elevator, the chance of me getting mugged and in the elevator is much higher. And if I walk outside, my chance of getting shot is much higher, right? Or getting you know, somebody taking away my purse is very high. Or I don't have any place to walk around. My, I have no parks or any open space to walk around. Or I can't afford to buy my medication because I don't have the money to buy the medication. 
or the pharmacy is about two miles away from it on a on a cold day with half a foot of snow i can't walk right everything is interconnected at the end of the day i found out the disparities in healthcare exist because of the social economic conditions if we don't fix those things we are not going to get the healthcare benefits for these people in spite of the best efforts we got right that's what is about he offers an object lesson gained by personal experience i looked at a lady and i said i couldn't understand why she's not following the instructions we give them i went to her apartment i came back and said in spite of all the things she has got she's actually doing a better job if i am put in the same surroundings environment i wouldn't be even doing half the things she's doing at the present time the lesson according to dr rajiv a prescription is merely a first step toward reaching a proper outcome i got to make sure that you're able to get your prescription if you cannot go and get it by yourself i need to find a way to deliver it to you and if i tell you please eat this food i need to make sure that food is available in the neighborhood if that is not available neighborhood i need to make a way to find somebody to deliver the food to you it is not a, it's not lack of communication it's lack of empowerment right most of the healthcare recipients are passive recipients of healthcare they are not active participants in their care people are afraid because of language issues they are afraid because of how to explain themselves or they believe that you know this is something i need to manage some people have got pride and there's lots of other issues involved in this this is the movement a movement of how do we improve you can't just improve the health of a community purely without improving their their economy and their uh, their education or their homelessness or their transportation whatever we need we can't just do it by itself right so that simply means the people need to come out the social service organization need to understand that the health cannot be delivered in isolation and the healthcare leaders cannot just be pure health care givers caregivers they have to be more of a social change agents they need to advocate for something which is more than health care it's cheaper to keep people healthy than to spend money on them unequal treatment showed at least for me that richest and the most powerful economically advanced and most compassionate country in the world because americans are probably one of the most compassionate people there are people who cannot get healthcare Dr Raju says his outlook was influenced by reports from the nonpartisan National Academy of Medicine formerly the Institute of Medicine primarily reports titled Crossing the Equality Chasm and Unequal Treatment the conclusion there are people in our wealthy compassionate country who cannot get healthcare or who experience poor healthcare outcomes you live in the wrong side of the neighborhood you have you live in neighborhood where you can't walk there's a live in neighborhood where there's no food available you have a, your education is not enough for you to do that and you are unemployed we need to create both you cannot just look at purely your disease and say you are a very high risk whereas on the other side you also live in the area which makes you high risk to doing what need to be done once you mix that then you figure out what am i going to do in this community 
then you choose your partners if i am going to address asthma in this community i want to choose the partners who are good in asthma helping asthma i don't need people who are working on hiv i don't want people working in a teen pregnancy side i want to do asthma if i do smoking as an issue i want to work with the with the community based organization which help me to get the smoking cessation under control right that's what i want so we have to choose the partners depending on the community needs and what we are trying to solve in the community if we don't have a partisan it is nothing to the partisan it is about health dr raju offers some informed perspective about today's climate of political polarization and how some giants of history helped move humanity toward a healthier future he reminds they didn't do it alone there's a role for each of us i am not part, uh, advocating for this party or that party i'm advocating for healthy communities right because any movement in anywhere in the world started with a very few people none of them started just in a big bandwagon of things every social change we made you know the civil rights or anything we did it all started with a small band of people they tried and they were persistent they went on and on and they were able to finally reach the pinnacle on the way they suffered a lot there are so many defeats there are so many things happened to them but at the end of the day they won but we cannot just abandon and say look you know i the socially uh, or politically this is not a good thing so i am not going to do that but then we are not done our jobs as healthcare leaders it's like the famous adage we have them you know just teach them how to fish don't give them fish every day teach them give them an opportunity give them education give them a social cover for them to go to school make sure the school system is good right gives you proper education if you create a health a school system which does not give you half the people cannot who graduate cannot read or write that that is not a good system that's not opportunity right that's that's the issue so i'm not advocating there will be two systems there is no cost because this is a capitalistic society we are going to have that but what we are saying was please give an equal opportunity to everybody we as a country we as healthcare leaders we need to create equal opportunities socially medically right and uh, and also politically you know the vulnerability exists everywhere it's just not only based on ethnicity or color of the skin the vulnerability is based on now women disabled veterans right there are people who come back after fighting a war with the ptsd we can't provide them enough mental health needs there is so many things are happening in our in our midst and we need to figure out how to use our power do not underestimate the power power of individual who is committed to get it done or individuals work who, who are united on a cause to do that and don't underestimate the power of healthcare leaders we are a big big component of the society so we are the power but we have to use it differently Dr. Ram Raju, Senior Vice President and Community Health Officer for Northwell Health, sharing his healthy regard for our neighbors and our institutions as America attempts to enact healthcare and coverage programs for all of our communities. I'd like to thank Dr. Raju for sharing office hours and thank the technical director of this program, Andre Dowdy. I'm David North. For information about Dr. Raju, and community health goals and initiatives visit northwell.edu be well look north